Hello, and welcome to another episode of American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast. As always, I am your host, Jeremy, and with me, as always, is the, uh, what is, is, bes- no, besotted is not the word. <laughs> Besoddened? Like, DD? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of rain here recently, but, um, it's, I'm still Michael. I'm still here. Way to remember to put your name in there, Michael. Good work. <laughs> I, I did not get washed away, a la jars of clay. I don't know. That's a deep pull. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are back to our non-live episodes, our dead episodes, I guess. In-studio episodes, I guess. Studio the, uh, episodes. Yeah. Which Norm- uh, Normal episodes. Know, I uh, like for a different set of reasons than the uh, live episodes. They get a little wild sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, as you heard the last few episodes, they were fun. <laughs> How far in the future are we? It is September right now. Well, yeah. September 4th, I think. Okay, I'm not quite at Riot Fest yet. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're recording a little early, banking some. I'll be doing some vacationing and weird work schedules, but I should be able to uh, get some interesting brews in that time, I hope. But for now, we got some interesting brews right in front of us. So, Jeremy... Do you want to kick it off with your beer brag? Yes. So, Michael, do you ever have one of those moments where you you are looking around and you see a beer that you're like, wow, I'm probably never going to have that? And it's not because it's necessarily something super weird like Westy 12. Mm-hmm. Or you're just like, I don't know when. I could theoretically come across that, but I don't know when I will. Okay. Do you ever, do you ever have that moment? Yeah, yeah. Especially like East Coast stuff. Yeah. So, it's not even that far away. This past weekend, I went to a wedding reception for the wedding that I went to out in Las Vegas this past April. So the wedding ceremony was still technically going on that whole time. I guess so. Um, <laughs> I don't know the rules. Anyway, go on. Well, no, there, were, there, were, there were, it was one of those, like, uh, I guess it was a destination wedding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's you want to be able to have a uh, get-together for all the people that couldn't or didn't make it for oh, whatever yeah. reason. And so there was, you know, an Iowa one. And... Uh, the groom, who will be my oh boy, how does this work? Cousin-in-law-in-law? I don't know. It's it's uh my fiance's cousin's husband. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Double in-laws? I don't know. I really yeah. should know how this works. Um, in any case, he had a pretty wild uh spread of beer. Not necessarily wild in the, you know, it's oh my god, it's uh triple Carmelite or whatever, but. The the diaspora of beers was there. The one that I had that I thought I'd never get my hands on was Surly's Heat Slayer Kolsch-style beer. Oh, didn't that come up in some lawnmower discussions? It may have, but I'm pretty sure this is only released in a mixed 12-pack. Oh, okay. Which is why I thought I'd never get my hands uh-huh. on it, because I don't really feel the need to... You know, I like the surly beers that are in there, but you know, if I'm going to get them, I'm going to get the tall boys, not the twelve mm-hmm. ounces. Uh, it's a Kolsch style ale, as the website tells me. It's got Spalt and Select hops. It's a dark yellow. It uses German ale yeast. <laughs> IBUs just says low, uh-huh. and it comes in at 5.0. It's brewed for repurposed wading pools in SPF 50. The mercury climbs, the humidity oppresses, and the sun bakes. Our solution: Heat Slayer. A crisp, refreshing answer to the summer swelter. And it is. It's a really good Kolsch-style beer. Um, I think the reason why it is not, you know, a Kolsch, Kolsch is they throw some wheat in there. And it doesn't come from coal. Well, that too, I guess. That's a very good point that I hadn't put <laughs> yeah. together. 
um, it seemed a little bit smoother. Smoother is the wrong word. Mm-hmm. You know how a Kolsch is like really uh, bracing and effervescent? Yeah, it can be, yeah. This has a more of a rounded... Mellower kind of... Kind of a mellower effervescence, mellower malt profile. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very, very good, mm. and I really enjoyed it. So if you can find yourself some Heat Slayer, uh, the website tells me that it's found only in the variety pack and on tap. Oh, there you go. Okay. But yeah, it's very it's delicious. But Michael, what do you got? Well, I have a couple of brews from Pub Trivia, and then I want to give you the tiebreaker round for Pub mm. Trivia and see what you think. Now, Michael, uh, that day that I sent you a picture from the uh, Sanctuary, we won that one. Right. So, yeah, well, I'm just saying, well, we're pretty good at that sort of we'll thing. We'll put you to the test. Mm-hmm. Um, but the beers first. Got it. Rush River Brewing, I had Ooh. there the Unforgiven Amber Ale. Do you like that Metallica song? The un- Are you Unforgiven too, Michael? <laughs> yeah. Is that the one with the old man, or is that a different one? I can't remember. Well, there's three Unforgiven. <laughs> okay. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> they use it as, you know... Uh, are you unforgiven two T O O, but it's the number two. Um, I don't remember the Unforgiven three because I didn't listen to Death Magnetic a ton. But yeah, it's it's one of those songs that I'm tired of hearing because it's all still constantly on the radio, twenty seven years later. Wow, classic rock, 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 rock. God, it's so. Eh. But uh, but yes. Anyways, the beer. Yes, the beer, rich in flavor and mildly sweet. This amber ale is dry hopped. In the conditioning tank to add a subtle herbal nose, blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera. I thought this was, the, I know this is supposed to be beer brag, but I thought this one was a little too bitter on the end. I like my ambers pretty sweet, as we were kind of discussing as we were building a beer recipe off mic. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, off mic, but on mic Oh, <laughs> yeah. or something. I don't know. Um, like the amber that I can think of, and this one might be a little too sweet, um, is Alaskan. Brewing Company's mm-hmm. Amber. It's we had beer. that on this show, I believe, and that we one kind of hits a sweet spot quite literally as it's very sweet. I, I don't know. I just um, like them on the sweeter side, and this was a little more dry and kind of a little bitter at the end, which was a little odd for an amber. Cousin Ig and I went through a good many pitcher of Alaskan Amber Ale while we were oh, in Seattle. Yeah. It's so delicious. It's very good. The weird one I had was Sour Winter Goza. Interesting. And let me see if I can just get a nice little snippet. This sour winter ale has undergone spontaneous primary fermentation with native microbes found in the air in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Interesting. This beer also contains unrefined ancient sea salt, as it goes up wood, fresh spruce tips harvested by our friends up in the mountains around Juneau, Alaska. Okay. And the essential oil pressed from the skins of the rare Italian bergamot. bergamot? I, think, I think it's bergamot. Orange. Uh, it's it's what they put in uh, Earl Grey tea. Oh, okay. So this one was supremely strange. Um, Sounds like it. Obviously, as it goes, it's going to be a little abnormal to begin with. The front of it was goza-y, very... It's hard to describe. Uh, well, how would you describe a goza? It'd be like... I don't want to say light. Salty, sour. Salt, yeah, salty, sour. Uh, light, light-bodied is fair. Light-bodied, yeah. Not necessarily light-flavored, but light, definitely light-bodied. And it doesn't have a... It's not really malty. It's acidulated. Yes. And the finish is where those spruce tips came in, so... I believe it. 
it was interesting. It was bizarre. I'm not saying I liked it a whole lot, mm-hmm. but it was like one of those, I don't want to call it freak show beer because there was some artisanal value to it, obviously, but... That's um, kind of a freak show beer, Michael. <laughs> just, kind of, yeah, an, that's fair. An artisanal freak beer, but yeah, it was just definitely different from anything I would usually get. I, I won it in pub trivia, so... I'm like, well, this is free, so let me just go for the weirdest beer on tap. Oh, of course, you have to. That was that one, yeah. And I haven't had a Goes in a while, so it's nice mm-hmm. to have have one of those. But here's the tiebreaker questions I want to give to you. So uh, our team and another team tied at 88 points, I think out of like 105 or something like that. So we were given a tiebreaker question, which is quantitative in value. That way, whoever is closest mm-hmm. will win the whole thing. And the tiebreaker question was, how many Olympic medals were awarded in the 2018 Winter Games? And if it's a team medal, it counts as one. 118. It was 307. I was way off. (laughs) Yeah. And oddly enough, it's not divisible by three, so I don't know if how that works. Oh, weird. If if only there was two entrants in a certain category or something. We guessed 301. The other team gets 313. Oh, man. So we were both off by six. (laughs) So it went to tiebreaker question number two. And that question was... Let's see, I got to phrase this correctly. Per capita, how much does the average British citizen... (laughs) That might have been redundant per capita average... Give to the royal family in their taxes each year. Oh, God, this is going to make me angry. Um... So it's between 0 to 100 pence. 19 pence. 19 pence. It is 67 pence. Oh, my God. Per person, yeah. Goes to the royal family every year. That's upsetting. We guess 53. The other team guessed 42. And so we won. Well done, Michael. Yes. Thank you, Cousin Ig of the show, for the inspiration of 53, the number that seems to haunt him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I put that down and you owe that man a beer. (laughs) I kind of do, don't I? Jeremy, should we go to the American Pale Mail Mail Pail? Thank you. Uh, Yes, Michael. Let's do that. I guess first off, we have Tom Bombadil of the show, host Emeritus Mike, keeper of the Untapped, as he signed that himself, congratulated us on 200 different brews according to Untapped, Mm -hmm. FDR brews. Although I think the real number is a little higher than that, but it's higher than that, yeah. Um, according to Untapped. Sure. So we'll take the congrats. So um, next is a tweet from you. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, you tweeted, or you retweeted, I guess, about toppling Goliath releasing beer oh, yeah. under High V, which is a grocery store chain. It's the Kroger's of the Midwest. Yeah. High V's Warped Roots brand. Apparently, toppling Goliath is making beer for them. A while ago, I think even we had this on the show, Bear Brew Brewing. Baraboo, yeah. Did some mm-hmm. for Hy-Vee, and now Toppling Goliath is doing it, although the beer is actually being brewed by Wisconsin Brewing Company in Verona because they contract for... Which we've been to. Yes, they contract for Toppling Goliath. Do they still contract for them, or was it a they did contract for them? Um, this says they still do, hmm. yes. Interesting. And I, I believe you can get Toppling Goliath on tap at Wisconsin Brewing Company. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So my question is... Is this something you're interested in, Jeremy, as a TG fan and as somebody who goes to high Vs? Uh, Does it pique your interest? Certainly, and I'm sure I'll end up getting some at some point. I suspect it'll be not bad, but, you know, just... 
less standardish. It'll be more standard, like if accessible. It's a good word. Less intense, I think, is a way to put it. Yeah, yeah. The one that really interested me, so they're doing a lager, a juiced mousse IPA, which I assume is a juicy IPA type mm-hmm. thing, and canned chameleon pale ale, and apparently that can is going to change colors with each different batch. So, like, not in front of your yeah. eyes, but as they brew different batches, because each time they'll use a new hop. So it's their X hops. Yeah, yeah, their X hops, yeah, where they run uh-huh. their hops. That's kind of interesting. You could kind of do a little compare and contrast. Indeed there, we but, could. Um... um I'm I'm curious about this. I want to I I I suspect it to be less delicious and more like eh sure what the heck um as far as you know getting them but it's I I there's certain expectations when you know that it comes from them even when there's not you know the label on it. Right, yeah. Also in Iowa beer news. It's Lion Bridge is canning. Oh. It's out. I got some yard sale today. Oh. So we'll have to have them on the show soon. That sounds good. They have a uh, Yard Sale, their Bridge Beer, which is like a golden ale, just like the the yellow beer, and mm-hmm. uh, the the Workman's Compensation, and a rotating seasonal. Right now, there's a session IPA out called Centaurus, which is also very good. I've yet to have a bad beer from those people, and I'm very glad that I can get it now at my local store. Right, yeah. Don't have to drive up I-380? Bingo. I was waiting <laughs> for it. Good work, yeah. Michael. It's a good brew pub, too. They make some... Uh, Awesome pulled pork nachos as well. <laughs> Just not so much for you, but for me. I've had a couple of theirs, and I, it was a while ago, so I don't remember what they were, but I remember they were good. So I believe it was Compensation, Workman's Comp, the that brown. That one, yes. But in any Final case. Final piece of mail? Oh, yeah, this one. <laughs> <laughs> from fiancé of the show? Fiancé of the show. Yeah, she tweeted at us a video from YouTube, mm-hmm. and this is from the Try Guys. She's a big fan. Okay. So our 3.3 other million subscribers, apparently. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I've, I'm have i a pretty avid YouTube user. Mm-hmm. I think that's something me and your fiance have in common. Very much so. But I've seen these guys on the trending every once in a while, but I've never watched any of their videos before. And wow, they're obviously they're pretty huge if you have over 3 million subscribers. That's sure. Insane. Anyway, enough plugs for them because, you know, they're doing fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of their crew, they have, it looks like four core guys. Eugene, he's the rank king. <laughs> um, he ranks cheap American beer in a video, and he tries 15 different beers and ranks them. I thought I'd just go through them quickly, and we can kind of uh, agree, disagree. Although, according to him, that's this is the final word, because he's the rank king. <laughs> so this is his <laughs> order. Number one. Miller High Life. This is from best to worst, right? This is from best to worst, yeah. Okay. And I think it's mostly pretty good, with a few exceptions. Before you continue, there is oh, yeah. there is a certain thing in here that Fiancé of the Show recommended that you and I do next time we have a face-to-face, and I agree wholeheartedly. I'll explain that after you're done listing this off. Okay. Number two, Michelob Ultra, hmm. which is pretty high, I think. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I You know, it's not bad, but it's pretty vapid. Number three... Coors Banquet. Solid beer. Which I haven't had in a while. The video kind of made me want to try it again. Captain of the show is a, is a fan. Okay. Number four, Budweiser. Okay. Number five, Pabst. Okay. Number six, Simpler Times, which is Trader Joe's Oh yeah. yellow beer. She, uh, fiance of the show also said that we should do a Trader Joe's beer as well. Do you have a Trader Joe's? 
I, I, yes, we do. I was yeah. gonna say I'm I'm assuming you do. Uh, next time we need to do a gasoline alley. That's thing, the or? thing I was looking for. Yeah. We need to do one of those. That's a good idea. Continue. Number. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Number seven. Miller Light. Okay. Number eight, right in the middle of the pack, Bud Light. Number nine, Coors Light. Hmm. I'd probably swap Michelob Ultra and Coors Light on his list. Or Coors Light would be a little higher. It'd be higher. And now we're getting to the lower end. Number 10, Steel Reserve. Oh, boy. Number 11, Keystone Mm. Light. Maybe that's Keystone Light. I don't know. Is there a Keystone Heavy? Yeah, no, I don't know. It's just, maybe it's just Keystone. I don't know. No, it's Keystone Light, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's Keystone. He has Keystone Light in any case. Okay. Number 12, and this one seems low, but I can't, I haven't had this beer, I don't think ever, Rolling Rock. It's, I like Rolling Rock. Well, I, all right. back to the book. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As I said in the, uh, in Barrel Aged Stout and Selling Out, the, it was, was it, was AB InBev? Did they take over that? Sure did. Yeah, and they uh, homogenized it, I guess you could say, uh-huh. or, you know, yeah. Um, so I've not, I've never had it to begin with. So, um, it was, it was a good beer to go with, uh, I believe cousin of the show, Andrew and I had that a lot with curry when we lived together and it worked out quite well if memory serves. Number 13, Bush Light. It's not that bad. It's inoffensive. It's probably better than a steel reserve. Oh God. Yes. 14, Natty Light. Oh boy. And number 15, Natty ice. That's fair. Yeah. The ice beers get a little a little nasty. So one of the things that uh that was brought up is this is ranking of the entire package. So when we That's did true. when we did these cream of the craps, we blinded them. To avoid the uh the bias that comes with oh Bud Light bleh. Yeah. Um and if I'm remembering correctly, I think Bud Light actually did the best on our blinded taste test. But that was three oh, years God. ago. I, I, think, I have to look again. I, I'm um, pretty sure it's three years ago because I just saw a picture pop up. Um, um, that's true. Yeah, and this they like he like looked at the can and kind of made comments which were pretty funny um, about like oh this looks old fashioned but mm-hmm. it has a nice little vintage look to it or this just looks plain stupid. Like one, he's like, "Oh, this looks like a '90s tattoo." I think uh-huh. that was Natty Ice. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, like a Limp Biscuit album cover or something. If we ever decide to revisit Cream of the Crap, like if we're when we're scraping the barrel, mm-hmm. um, I suggest that one neither of us look at the ratings we gave those beers. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, and then we just rate them based on the whole package, and then. After we have ranked them based on the whole package, which includes the cans, we compare that against our old ones to see, A, if there has been some sort of drift in palate mm-hmm. over the years, or B, if the uh, the Bud Light logo, or the MCU, or the whatever, whatever, will throw off the rating. Right. Because I suspect it will. <laughs> I mean, at least for me anyways. Yeah, I, I think that's um, kind of undeniable. I, I had to go and look at the cream of the crap just to see who won. Uh-huh. We'll do it in a year. Yeah, we'll do it in a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Bud Light won. No, apparently it was Miller Light. Oh, that, Tied with Bush Light. I feel like Miller Light is... Like, 
if you had me rank them right now, it'd be like Miller Lite would be just. Ugh. I feel like it would be in the middle. Right. Yeah. Anyway. But I also haven't had a Miller Lite in the memorable past. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. And there's something about seeing this video and having them all lined up that's very aesthetically pleasing. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Indeed, but. it is. He also takes a couple bathroom breaks <laughs> <laughs> during the video on camera. Check out that video if you're interested in beer and if you want to see guys trying things. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Thanks, fiancé of the show, for sending that on. Michael, should we scooch on? on, Yes. Uh, Let's do it. We're going back, back to... We're going back, back. Coralville. Coralville. (laughs) Uh, In the FDR, where we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer. Michael, what are we having? Yeah, we are going back to Reunion Brewery for their Tank Puncher IPA. Boom. Two episodes ago, we had a flight there. A lot of interesting things there. Tank Puncher was not part of those flights. Because? Uh, because we knew we were having it soon. <laughs> I guess we're having it now for a couple of reasons. We wanted to front load the IPA to keep it fresh. Yep. Because we just swapped a bunch of beers. We don't want to throw the did. IPA way at the end. And also, flights are nice, but having a whole beer from a brewery can sometimes tell you just as much as a flight can. I agree. Like, wholeheartedly um, you know four ounces you can only get so much out of that sometimes it's like oh yeah 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 that's a four that's pretty good but when you have the whole beer you can kind of see the evolution of the taste and pick up a lot more than i think from just samples but flights are nice but whole beers are nice too the label on here continues their stellar trend of just stimpy-esque characters demented uh <laughs> crick uh this has got a cross eye uh no wall-eyed pardon me baboon Who's not? <laughs> yeah, he has, he, he, he's a wall-eyed baboon, and that is a baboon, right? I would agree. Yes. I can't see his backside, but I'm assuming it is. And he has knocked out a fermentation tank. Fermentation tank with the uh, uh, some other other. There's the uh, oh, that's what that is. Other like the uh, the little uh, Illuminati-looking triangle guys. They're Hefeweizen pyramid head. Good point. If you look across the ring. There is a dude who's wearing a f- wide-brimmed hat with his eyeballs bulging out Ren style. That, I believe, is their Mexican lager. I'm not exactly sure what the other ones are, but okay, I know that they're there. Oh, yeah. Because we were just there. There's like a reunion label universe then. <laughs> like, <laughs> There is. Yeah, there is. All these things are on the uh, side of the brewery. And apparently the can design is by Johnny Five Apparel. I don't know if that means anything to you. It doesn't, but I'm going to have to look it up because I like it. Anyways, they are a custom printing company out of oh, Iowa City. Oh, there you Interesting. go. That explains uh, that. This is one of those cans with the uh, sticker label on it, too, um, which I kind of like. But I always take the sticker off before you recycle the can. Really? That's what I heard, yeah. Well, I get money for cans. Oh. And I got to have the label on it. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, then don't. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Here's some flavor text on the can. This IPA will put your palate on the ropes, bursting with juicy tropical notes from a one-two punch of mosaic and, oh, how do we say to pronounce this? Ikuna? Uh, Ikuna, yeah, that's probably pretty close. Hops. Tank Puncher is sure <laughs> to knock you out of your senses. So this is uh, probably, so far, their most lauded beer. Okay. At least as far as I can tell. Uh, it's it's the one that people were like, oh man, they need to put that in cans. They need to put that in cans. And here we are. Yeah. And here we are. Well, let's open it up. Now, 
you can wait till we start tasting it, but I want to kind of know what you think the difference is between this and the, what is it, Juice Factory one. Hazier. Ha this is hazier. I believe so. I haven't had this one in a while, but if memory serves, this one straight up looks like juice. Eh, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> it's very hazy, but it's not as quite as opaque as the other one. Right, yeah. It's a little more beer colored, too. It's not as orange juicy. It's true. I wonder, did the, the Juice Factory actually use fruit, too? or? Yes, it has grapefruit thrown in. Not the rind, the actual fruit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so maybe this one is a pure hop-based. Uh, well, I'm at the uh, the website right now. Let me see if I can find anything about this. Brewed to honor the act of punching tanks. <laughs> Full of hazy, hoppy, tropical fruits. That go ahead. This is one of our favorites. Go ahead and punch one. Whereas uh, the other one is the juice is loose. Citrusy American pale ale brewed with real grapefruit. Okay. This one is, I don't know if it's technically a double, but it, f it feels like the double compared to the juice factory. Do we have ABVs on either of them? This is uh, Tank Puncher, mm -hmm. 7.5, it's an IBU of 50, okay. and Juice Factory is 6 and 35, respectively. Okay, so this one does crank it a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. Interesting. Let's give it a little smell here. Yeah, pretty intense, hoppy. That crab guy is on the break-a-leg IPA, by the way. <laughs> Who's on the on the right-hand side there, that little crab? Uh -huh, the one with the, with the Mr. Crab's eyeballs looking out? <laughs> yeah. This one's definitely fruitier than I remember the other one, and a little bit danker. Yeah, it's more intense aroma, definitely. Tropical notes, mm -hmm. hoppy notes. Are you going in? Because I will go in. Go for All it. All right. Let's see if I can find any of these other dudes on there. Ooh. The robot is on their IP. They're just reunion IPA, which is a solid IPA. If you look between the referee's legs, mm -hmm. there is a guy with a German hat, a mustache, and a couple of hops for eyes. Yes. That's their dunkel. Okay. Which is might be my favorite one. What's the tree? It's like a, the tree. I don't know. I think it's just a tree. Okay. But uh, oh, man, I'm gonna send you the list or the link that I'm looking at so you can see these labels because they're all pretty awesome. I really, really love the artwork on this and, you know, you guys should all go dig them up while you're at it. Maybe I'll tweet it out when I post the show too. Yeah, do that. Tweet at them or something. See if we can get some free stuff. <laughs> this is intense, Jeremy. Um, it is. In a very good it's, way, though. I'm, it's so good. I'm glad we're having it fresh. I, I think that... Yeah, definitely. Um, ...shows. Um, but... It's real intense hop flavor, tropical, pineapple, mango, citrusy with the orange. Yep, definitely some orange. Pretty much across the tongue. And the it's almost so fruity in that regard that the bitterness is at, at the end is almost like the bitterness of a of pith more than yep. a, the bitterness of a hop. I'm curious Agreed. to see how it evolves with more guzzles. But as of right now, <laughs> it's most excellent. Now, this one's... Fairly hoppy at 50 IBUs. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just a crushinator of a or a hop bomb or anything of that nature. Mm -hmm. But how is the the hoppiness sitting with you? Because you are notably knock kneed when it comes to hops. Knocked tongue. Um, Knocked tongue. <laughs> That's correct. No, this is not a bitter dank hop. It's not um, the spray paint effect on the tongue isn't kicking mm -hmm. in quite yet. So it's not going to get you drug tested at your work. Yeah. Right. 
So in that regard, I, I like that. I like the hot flavor, but I don't necessarily like the hot bitterness. And here I'm getting more of the hot flavor than hot bitterness. Indeed. Sometimes I feel like I should just go out to these places on like a Tuesday in the afternoon or something like that. Like, hey, where's hey, where's the brewer? All right, <laughs> I want I want to know and just find out like if not necessarily the exact ratios and timings, just like. You guys dump like a crap load of these things in it like 15 minutes, right? Just to, just for my own <laughs> curiosity. Confirmation. Because I suspect they dump a load of these things like a lot, a lot. I mean, it yeah, has towards to be in the this, end. yeah. I mean, you can get away with using less hops if you're just bittering. Mm-hmm. But if you're flavoring, then you have to use a little more to impart that. It's true. Um, I really like this beer. I have kind of always liked this beer and which is this is why I jumped on it when I saw it at the 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 cans tend to go fast which is why I'm glad I was able to find it when I was they do you know double dry hopped like double dry hop citra double dry hop galaxy etc etc on these this beer quite a bit and they're all really good yeah this was mosaic and yukuanot <laughs> um which apparently hit the market in 2014, so it's a very new hop. Why couldn't they just keep it known as Equinox? Yeah, I saw that. It used to be called Equinox, but... um, Hop breeding company? Yeah, maybe it was... So, oh, I get it. So it's it's not Equinox, so it's Equinot. Equinot is maybe how you say it? I mean, maybe. But wouldn't you just take Equinox and replace the X with a T? Well, maybe that's not enough to differentiate between that and Equinox, and there was some, like, uh cease and desist so they're just like oh yeah it's well equinot but you spell it with a k so it's equinox is not trademarked but equinot is oh so it's that's a... got that's got tm on there mm. it's kind of like um apples like so you can't it's a brayburn you you can't patent like an apple strain or what do you call it cultivar clone yeah, oh, yeah clone cultivar so yeah. But you can patent the name. So if people know it by, I think Pink Lady does it. Like, that's the trademark name is Pink Lady, but the cultivar is actually something else. But people recognize it as Pink Lady so much that they're only going to buy the trademarked apple because they don't know the generic yeah. of Pink Lady. Michael, I have some uh, I have some history for you. Okay. Equinot, pronounced Equinot, was Equinox not too long ago. And before that, it was known only by its brand number, HBC366. Uh-huh. Why was it a change from Equinox? Well, that had to do with the trademark dispute over the name Equinox. Ah. It's hard to find a straight answer about whom the dispute was with. There's some talk of it being with Lagunitas Brewing Company and their Equinox beer. Mm. Others point to the Equinox Brewing Company. Really, none of this matters much. What is important is that the brewers who... There's some really bad punctuation in this. <laughs> Brewer apostrophe S. Come on. Learn.kegerator.com. <laughs> Brewers who liked the Equinox hop variety know it's still very around and available to use. It's just a different name. Okay. So, so it's probably well Equinot. It's phonetically spelled out, yes. It is Equinot. And also, going back to Pink Lady, the cultivar is oh, yeah. called a Crips Pink. So if you see a yeah, it is. Crips Pink apple, that's the same thing as a Pink Lady. Pink Lady's just I like pink. getting those because I just read that book about uh, Easy E Ice Cube, <laughs> Dr. Trey, and the formation of gangster rap. <laughs> It made me happy. <laughs> Back to the beer. I'm finding it, um, I don't, that's not my favorite word, but 
I think it's apt enough to use. This is pretty crushable. It is. It's really... Dangerously so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, misleadingly so. Um, I was worried about the spray paint effect kicking in and kind of too much bitterness, but that hasn't happened yet, so I'm like... It really hasn't. Raising an eyebrow in adulation? Is that the word? I don't know. Uh, sure. If memory sir Like, I don't remember which beer it was that turned the tide at Reunion for me. I know I talk about this every time I talk about Reunion. <laughs> yeah. But they were not my favorite when they first started. Mm-hmm. Um, but needless to say, these are uh, really good. It's just really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, the reason why it's... Because, I mean, when we talked about the ones that we had at the brewery, there were a lot of them that were very good. And I think our lowest one that we had was like... A 3.5? Yeah. 3, 3.5, something like that? Because they botched the nitro. That's right. That's well, what Well, they didn't botch it, but the waitress did or somebody. Yeah, whatever. It was still good. Yeah. Um, But it, like you said, it probably would have been better as an actual uh, on nitro. But yeah, uh, they just, I, I'm not exactly sure how they do it, but everything they make is super smooth. Right. Yeah, they had like... like Weird stuff, not weird, uh-huh. but, but you know, like no, it was weird. Uh, blackberry kettle sour. Was it blackberry? Yeah, blackberry IPA and a blackberry kettle sour. But it wasn't nasty. <laughs> you know, it was oh, still God, like, no. oh, this is drinkable. This is good. I haven't had anything like this before. It's hard to compare it to something, but uh, sure. this in itself is excellent. So, oh yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how smooth this beer is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not exactly sure how they do it. And I've been to brew pubs where it's like, oh, try our blueberry lager, and it's just, mm-hmm. what do you guys do? It's just like, eh, there it is. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a blueberry lager. Oh, I've had it even like, there it is, and it's bad. Like P-U. Yeah. Feh. Like, mm, this is more homebrew, starting out homebrew experimentation caliber. Yeah. Than, uh, yeah. Something that's commercially available, but not Reunion. They were pretty good, as is this beer. Uh, should we go into the the end of this one, Michael? Shall we R this beer? Yes, let's rate this beer. I th- go ahead. I think I have a rating in mind, and it's pretty high praise for an IPA for me. I'm going to take a quick sip of judgment, and I, as I've been taking these last few drinks, I'm really actually trying to find something I don't like about the beer, and it's been pretty it's hard, hard to, to do, to be some. honest. Yeah, because you hate IPAs. Brr, they're so nasty. It, it does get a little more bitter at the end as you keep drinking it, but it's still, it's not egregious. It's not Mm-mm. over the top. Um, it's more of an evolution of taste rather than a degradation of taste. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this is kind of what, because this is a juicy IPA, am I, am I correct? Sure is. That? Oh, yeah. And I think this is finally what we've been, or I've been looking for. You know, we had the uh, <laughs> Juicy Haze IPA from... Um, Jeez, oh, New Belgium. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze. Yes. yes, and then I've had a few locally, which kind of didn't really hit the mark. And then I had the Juice Factory at Reunion and the Flight, which got a little closer. And I think this is the pinnacle so far. So this is your favorite IPA ever? I wouldn't say that necessarily. Which one's better? Um, maybe 90 Minute IPA. That's fair. They each have their own merits, I think. The, true, that's very different. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely the best juicy IPA that I've had. It's really good. And I'm going to give it a 4.25. That's pretty high, man. 4.5. I love this beer. Um, it's 
it's got just the right amount of bitterness to kind of hold up against the the sweetness of the malts and you know the the fruit profile so it doesn't become cloying in any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. yeah it's i love this beer yeah this is this is the one that turned me around on this brewery and if it's hard for a single beer to do that if you're not a fan to be or not the biggest fan to begin with maybe i can think of one more juicy i think this would be considered a juicy ipa and let me know what you think mm-hmm. that might be better than this or just as good and that would be King Sue. King Sue is kind of a freak show beer. So, I realize it's out in cans now, but it's like eighteen dollars for a four pack. Oh god! So I haven't I haven't had it in a while. But that's a uh, high standard because this was like one ninety nine. Yeah, de- yeah. This is this is definitely a close. I believe it's ten bucks for a six pack. Yeah, or something close to that. But as far as like a day to day beer, that one hundred percent. Like if if you just like you know what I feel like an IPA. If you fit the right occasion to the uh, to the beer. Again, going back to the book. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, not so much that. This is just one of those, yeah, like... Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, sometimes I'll get in the mood for, like, you know what? I could go for, uh, like, a, a Marzen, or I could go for a Stout. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, I could really go for an IPA, I, I'd have to think that this would be right up there. Something exemplary? Is that the exemplary. word? Exemplary, yes. There yes. you go. <laughs> but I, I feel like this is one that, should they be able to... As we notice that there is, you know, probably room for them to expand a little bit. If they were to put this on their year-round, I would not be upset. Oh, it's is this seasonal? I don't know if it's seasonal. I think it's just one of those, just like, is it out? I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe, like... maybe it's because it just sells out so dang fast. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one is, it's not constantly on the shelves like, say, their, uh, their pub ale or the right. lager is. Right. Yeah, and also that pub ale was good we had a while ago. The but. pub ale is very good, yes. Hmm. Okay, well, there you go. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, we'll do quick plugs here, so... Hit the plugs. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at APMPod. Also, email us directly if you want to, APMPod at gmail.com. And, oh, on Tapped, where Mike former host of the show, host emeritus. Uh, what else is he? Tom Bombadil of the show. I think we said other stuff earlier. Yeah. Uh, keeps yeah. up with all the ratings there. Thanks, Mike, for doing that. And uh, rate, review, subscribe. And uh, I think that's enough, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's good. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I have been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. And again, we're back, and I don't. Hi. <laughs> I don't think anywhere in there we did any sort of social media plugs, or that. Yeah, probably so not. I don't think probably we closed not. out the show again because of the abrupt ending. Um, so catch us on Twitter, Facebook. Email us at apmpod at gmail dot com. Follow us on Untapped. We're host emeritus Mike. Keeps us with keeps up with our ratings there, and like, review, and subscribe. All that. Can you like a podcast? I don't know. Is that a thing you can do? Probably. I don't know. Anyway, um, so you've heard enough of us babbling this episode. You've heard enough of us babbling this episode, so let's wrap it up there for Jeremy. Yada, yada, yada. I've been Michael. For Michael, I have been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers.